Hey there, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you got to do is check it out at zinimi.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode. Hey everybody, welcome to starting a counseling practice podcast. Uh, I'm Miranda from Zinimi, one of the business coaches here, and we're continuing our series, The Best Therapist Websites, where we're diving into real therapists from around the world and what they love about their website and how they developed a website that really spoke to what they did and fills up their practice and is stressless. Today, we have Nikki Nolette, a sex therapist from San Diego, sharing her website journey. Welcome, Nikki. Hi, Miranda. So tell us the first time, what did you think when you realized that you needed to have a website when you were starting your private practice? What were the, what was kind of the first thought or feeling and what were some of the preconceived notions you came in with? Uh, When the first thoughts of having a website is where do you even start? I had a rudimentary, I think, Wix website for a really long time, Mm. Um, but it was so basic and it never, I never really did anything with it. So I never really put in time or effort and thinking about building a therapist website. I always thought that I had to outsource it to another company and I didn't Mm. really know that we could actually do it ourselves and Mm. make it the way that we wanted. What kept you? So you, like you said, you had this basic Wix website, you had this idea that you need to outsource it. What kept you from actually outsourcing it to someone else? Uh, well, actually going through bootcamp and learning, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I learned a hard way, right? It's because I, I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I was getting a lot of referrals for my practice. And so I didn't think that websites were kind of a key to really bring mm-hmm. in a lot more traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's taken me a while, but I love actually doing it because now I know everything that I can change myself. Mm. Okay. So you started your practice, you had this basic website and initially you're like, I have a plan that doesn't involve needing a website to grow my practice. So how are you growing your practice before the website? Like, what did that look like? Just through referrals. So I was just networking and building relationships, which is also a lot of work. Um, and then just, you know, occasionally getting phone calls from people but it wasn't mm-hmm. ever coming in from my website. Mm. And then, so, I mean, other people don't know. So I'm, I'm like fishing a little bit just because I know <laughs> your story. Because realistically, like you lived in Los Angeles, right? Or in LA County up there. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I've got these relationships. I have these people, like things are, are kind of in flow. Maybe it's kind of growing slowly, but it's like working. And then you moved and you're like, oh, what I did to like grow and get referrals in Los Angeles. If I like, if I'm going to start that from scratch again, like this is feeling like exhausting. Like, how do I figure this out? And I think that's obviously you, you joined business school because you're trying to figure out how to navigate that. But like, ultimately the bigger picture was like, Hey, I moved and my old process, like I didn't feel like my practice moved with me. I didn't feel like what I was doing, meeting people in person all the time 
Like that doesn't work when I live, you know, an hour or three away in traffic from like getting a coffee with somebody. It particularly did not help that I moved here in the pandemic like literally was the outbreak of the pandemic. So I felt like a fish out of water. Everything that I did that was, that was working before was not working. And I know that relationship building and nurturing those relationships takes a great amount of time. And it's something that we continue to do as an ongoing process, but I didn't have five or six years <laughs> to automatically be like just sitting around waiting for clients to drip in. Yeah. And, you know, I think the first thing that comes into mind when you think of a website is like, how much is this going to cost me? Mm. Like, how much do I need to save in my practice in order to do something that can bring in potential clients? How much do I, do I need to do ads? Do I need to do a website? Mm. Do I need to create a designer? Do I need to, you know, Mm -hmm. um, have it hosted somewhere? Mm -hmm. So, and you are, so you're in this place of like, oh my goodness, like I need, clients now, not in five or six years. And I just moved during a pandemic, <laughs> thinking that I was going to do things in this way, thinking like I had a, a plan. And now, wait, I don't really have the budget to spend two or 5,000 or, you know, unfortunately, I've actually talked to therapists that have spent over, you know, 10 to $20,000 on websites. Like it's, 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 um, it's kind of maddening sometimes too, because usually if they come to me, it's not even just that they invested that much in their website. It's that they invested that much and it's not actually bringing them any clients. And so, you know, then they're saying like, what did I do wrong? I'm like, well, nothing, but also, you know, you didn't know what you didn't know and you trusted this other person and they were giving you, they weren't giving you inaccurate information, but it wasn't complete right? They're like, a website is so impactful. And yeah, you have to have a beautiful design and connecting people in like, that's true. And yet they're not usually talking a website designer isn't talking about having your website actually be findable, or like how to market it or search engine optimization. They're just talking about the design of your website. And that's just one little piece. Um, So what was it like when you started actually building and DIYing? And it sounds like for you, DIYing initially was just a budgetary thing of like, I don't have the budget to spend two to $5,000 on a website. I I'm just going to see what I can do and go from there. Is that accurate? Yes. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So where did you decide to build your website? So I did it on Squarespace. I built it on Squarespace. I first started on the platform 7.0 a couple of years ago. And then migrated to 7.1 platform in Squarespace, which is the new version. So which allows a lot more flexibility to make anything that you want on that platform. I think 7.0 had templates that were very limited, Mm -hmm. Um, but I had all my content there. So yeah. What was that like writing the content and how do you feel about it today? Uh, well, it's world, there's like a worlds of difference, right? Because doing the ATP really is like the centralized core focus and the foundation. Let me of, pause for a second. Yeah. So we have, <laughs> sometimes oh, we yeah. have, <laughs> no one else is like, what is an ATP? Do you want to describe what an ATP is for, for the people who are just listening? Yeah. So uh, like uh, ATP is the 
foundational message and the core message of like, what, how do you translate the ideal client that you are looking for? It's basically a summation of like, what is your elevator pitch? Mm-hmm. What are you building everything off of? Like, who is it that is your ideal client? Who is, who is this person and how, how are you directing your message to them? Mm-hmm. So it's that, it's that compelling marketing message where somebody reads it and they go, oh, yes, this is the person that I really want to call. Like, this is the therapist for me. I'm, I'm willing to do a consultation at least, if not saying like, yes, I'm ready to book an appointment. Yes. Yeah. So on your Wix website, did you feel like you now looking back, did that have an ATP on it? Like, what did that look like? No, uh, my Wix website actually looked like... Um, probably the majority of other therapist websites. It's like, I'm a therapist. This is what I do. Uh, This is all about me. And like, here are, here are some articles or here's some information about how I can help Mm -hmm. in these situations. Um, Yeah. Versus now, right. Like I'm looking at the first page of your, your website and anyone who's, who's on the vlog watching this is doing that. If you're watching the podcast and you want to check out Nikki's website, you can go and watch this as enemy.com. But the first line, you've almost forgotten how juicy and sexy it feels to be desired, deeply connected and confident in your relationship. Or actually, sorry, it wasn't deeply, completely connected and confident in your relationship. Like, Ooh, right. You know, you find yourself asking, is this all there is? Am I expecting too much? But you know that you want to be content in life and a relationship unless you feel that you won't feel. I can't read, uh, <laughs> unless you feel safe, secure, and connected and have that intimacy that you crave deep down time to stop waiting and hoping, create the intimate connected relationship that you deeply desire. Like, Ooh, like that's like, versus like, hi, I'm Nikki. I'm a therapist. I can help you whether you're depressed or anxious, or you want couples work. And, or if you're trying to figure out your sex life, like that's a different uh, approach. Yeah. Yes, very much so. I, I I think it really now I've realized like how to talk to people, how to to connect with people through only just a website, which is mm-hmm. you know a skill in itself is how to convey who you are, what message you want to convey to them without actually speaking to them. How did it feel the first time you booked an appointment off of your website? Um. I, I kind of was in awe because I asked them like, where did you find me? And they said, oh, in Google. And I said, oh, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, I must have, I'm, what did I do? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was amazing. And then I just kept getting calls and I was like, okay, something's hitting. People are starting to gravitate. Mm-hmm. And now primarily majority of, of my clients are through my website. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean for your like day-to-day networking and like the marketing of your practice? So I'm still, I'm still lo- meeting people and gravitating towards networking, but I do it a far less than I ever would have had to do if I were just trying to build my business that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're in the middle of like finishing up a dissertation and a, yeah. and a doctorate program. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, I'm finishing <laughs> my doctorate program. I'm writing my dissertation. I still have my practice, um, you know, build, like balancing a personal life. So my plate is quite full. And what's nice about that is I don't, I don't necessarily have time to go to all of these events and to do all the networking or to do all of these things that we normally have to do to build our practices um, because I have something that already works to, to give people one information and two know that there's help out there. Yeah. Tell me about that part. Um, have you noticed a difference from the clients that come through your website now versus personal referrals in terms of how prepared or how much information or understanding they have about how therapy with you works? Yes, there's a, a vast difference. So the people that come in from referrals are normally just calling in, like somebody gave me your name. I don't really know anything about you. Uh, tell me what you do, but I, I trust my referral source, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the people on my website, I also on my, as they're booking a consultation with me, they also know exactly what that entails. Mm-hmm. So you know, I put up like what I'm, what it's about, what to expect. Here's what we do. So they're really, really prepped for the process. It's very easy for them to easily just sign up and to get in contact with me. They're much more informed because they've actually gone through my website and saw like a lot of information through the content. Mm -hmm. Um, They're just really informed. I think that's the piece that I just love. And I, and I do love for people that are watching the vlog, like you have a whole, what to expect from a free 15 minute consultation. You have a whole video that they can just watch and get connected. They can get right onto your calendar in that space. But the first, the consultation and also the initial session, like that is the place where as therapists, we're supposed to be getting informed consent. And I think all of us have had that experience of, you know, how much do I put in this piece of paper? You know, how, how long should this packet be that I give to the client? And did they actually read it? And what does that look like? And is there time in the first session to really convey what therapy is? Like it's something that you're developing and, and we're asking them to trust us in a pretty impactful way. And the idea that like our websites can be a place where somebody can be digging in and really coming in from like, oh, I really understand this. And the things that I'm unsure about, I know that there's a pl- like, I think people are more likely to ask, ask questions when they see that like, oh, there's all these questions posted and all of these answers that someone has been so informative. I think it builds this sense that like, oh, this person is here to help. They're here to support me and it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to get answers and to ask for clarification. And I think that just does so much in terms of aligning um, the therapeutic, you know, relationship and, and trust from the very beginning. Yeah. Well, if you think about our, uh, our clients who are seeking information, right. There, we hardly get referrals from our friends of therapists to go to. Right. So that doesn't happen as much anymore. People are really utilizing the internet for searching for what they're, they're doing, whether it be Yelp, like a restaurant or whether it be finding it through Google, you know, they just search for whatever's in their area. Mm -hmm. And especially, I mean, 
sex and intimacy, trauma, depression, these are things that you don't like for, for various capacities. Sometimes we don't even for people that uh, specialize with teens or children, sometimes we don't want to tell anyone around us that mm-hmm. there are things that we struggle with. Mm-hmm. And so having this information for people that they can decipher and determine on their own and informing them and letting them know what is the process, mm-hmm. who are we, what, how can we help them? Um, I think it's a beautiful thing. And it's certainly much, much easier on our side when they already start that process on their own and they come in and, you know, you and Kelly do a beautiful job of teaching like what is really important when you join boot camp? Like what are the things that you want to do to make it easier on our side as therapists, but also easier for our clients to understand and to find us? Mm-hmm. I think that's the the piece is a lot of times people, uh, therapists feel this like, like, like kind of like a little excitement about the website, but they feel like the website is almost like this ego thing right? It's like, oh, I have to like put myself out there and I, and it's all about me and it's all about my face. And that's so uncomfortable. And like, I I don't even know, like, what if I say something on my website that isn't like accurate and like, I'm like overselling or I'm making false promises, you know, there's all these things instead of looking at it, like your website is a start of a relationship with somebody, Um, just like going and doing a chat with some, like a group or having a conversation one-on-one with a friend or a friend of a friend that somebody says like, Hey, I'm hurting. And therapists do that beautifully. <laughs> you know, like we know how to like be present for people. And so it's just translating those skills and things that we would do in real life into this other format. And that's a little confusing at first, just like the first time we did like a PowerPoint presentation or the first time we wrote a, you know, a paper for school or, you know, or we planted a garden, like anything that we're doing is new. Like there is some skill development, but we are all capable of doing that. And I think it means that it's this shift of clients really realizing like, oh, I can get my needs met. You know, like at two in the morning, I can see that there's a sex therapist in San Diego. I can go and see that, that they have openings. I can go in and I can schedule that free consult. I can, I can look and see if they work in my budget, all the different things. And I can make that next step. And I don't have to wait for Monday morning. I don't have to wait for, you know, an appropriate after 830 while I'm you know, at work, like, no, I can make this schedule. I can block it off on my time. I can submit and say, I'm going to be gone. (laughs) You know, I can't work during this time, all the things. Um, And I think the, the easier we can make it for people to access quality care, like that's just a win-win for, for our world and also for a profession. Mm -hmm. I think, I think even going into this is, um, you know, I thought I knew a lot about how to market something because I had worked in businesses and done everything. But as therapists, we're really, really bad at marketing ourselves, I do have to say. <laughs> and I think what you guys do beautifully in bootcamp is teach us like, how do we go about a process 
of really knowing ourselves, what we're looking for, how to build this and how to make it easy and accessible for people to get what they need. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the, the, the website's the like a, a part of it, but what you guys have through bootcamp is like, I still, I still to this day have not gone through <laughs> every single piece of this. I think you promise for anyone listening, this is not a promo for, for business school, although we love that. Um, but I think this, this place of understanding that you don't have to figure this all out on your own, whether it's through us or somebody, somebody else, um, and that there can be real benefits. I think if you can imagine, actually, if you don't mind, we were just talking before we started recording, we were talking about the logo um, that you designed right? Um, my favorite thing ever. And we were talking and you don't see the logo on the, on the website because, um, I have, I think kindly asked Nikki never to show that logo again, (laughs) but we were talking about the idea that like, I was like looking at this logo, I can see what you're going for. I can see the feeling and like the vibe and everything, and like, and it didn't hit like there, like I could see where this designer and like, you're trying to communicate and like, they did not see it. And you were describing how much time you spent sending examples and trying and sending colors and like working really hard to try to get this other person to understand your vision. Right. And to like, hear you, um, what do you imagine it would have been like if you had just gone straight to a designer. Let's say you had had the budget, you had the two to $5,000 to outsource to someone else and say, you write it, you, you design it. What do you think would have happened if you had gone that route initially? Yeah. I think a lot of people go that route. Um, I think website designers are about aesthetics. Um, it looks great. Things look modern. Things work very well. You have a lot of Uh, parallax or scrolling or lots of videos and a lot of the visuals pop but it doesn't speak the same language that we speak with our clients and so I think you know we can go and and get any website designer or any graphic designer that can help us build logos I mean I I sent this one for 15 times and it's still not working. So <laughs> but here's the thing we can get frustrated, mm-hmm. right? That's like a frustrating process. Um, I think if we don't talk to our clients and do something to actually really speak to them, basically, what are you seeking? Like, what is this information? It's kind of a mess. You can spend up to like $12,000 doing this and you're still spinning. Yeah, I think that's and just like, oh, the website's beautiful, but the client doesn't come away going, oh, you really get me. You really understand me. But <clears throat> what's so interesting about it is that we don't start with like this general thing of like, here's, here's how everything, you know, ask these three questions and then do this process. What we start with is conversations with your clients. Um, and conversations that really have a deep impact to your clients where it improves their outcomes just by having the conversation, but it also gives you clarity as to what, what really is the pain point for your client. And it gives you some languaging and some, some deeper understanding 
And I think also some confidence to speak directly to your clients because we get out of, you know, grad school, um, having learned to, you know, speak therapists to other therapists. And so we often want to start on our website, speaking therapists to other therapists, and then clients get there and go, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) It's true. They're like, this is psychobabble. I need a dictionary. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And we want them to feel not like, oh, I feel dumb. You know, this person's so smart. You want them to feel like I feel heard. And it's the same thing we do in person with people. We don't tend to speak psychobabble, but as soon as we go into the website, we start to do that process, right? Or even if we speak psychobabble with a client, like we immediately see them look confused and then we clarify, we expand, we give them the information, right? Even if we settle into it because we have this, um, this feedback loop and we're very responsive, right? As great therapists. So, goodness gracious. Well, I'm so excited to see what you have done with your website. I think it's super inspiring. If you want to check it out is Nikki Nolette, N-I-K-K-I-N-O-L-E-T.com. If you want to give, um, what is a piece of advice for somebody that was where you were at and they're trying to figure out how to like navigate the website thing, what would be the biggest piece of advice you give to one of the listeners? To do, to do websites. Mm-hmm. Uh, really know what your message is. Who is your audience? What is the message that you want to convey? Um, how do you speak to what you do without speaking too much to you? Because it's not really about you. It's about the clients mm-hmm. um, and kind of knowing yourself right mm-hmm. through the process. I think that was the one thing that I loved is really learning about how do I speak to this and about this. And I didn't have that, that piece of language yet. So you're right. It does make us more confident because we're like, Oh, this is exactly what we do. <laughs> so. Right. The amount of therapists that I've talked with over the years, cause I've been doing this for a long time, 15 years and said like, Hey, tell me about who you are as a therapist. And they're like, well, I'm a strength based um, eclectic therapist, or I'm a DB, like, well, no, like, tell me about like how you are in the room. I know I'm, I'm empathetic. Cool. Like, no, tell me more, (laughs) like, help me understand who you are versus when you like really diving in saying like, Oh, I work from this intuitive place where I really teach people about how their body works and help them to understand what their body is speaking to them so that they can then take those symptoms and stop fighting against them, but see them as messages so they can be more um, embodied and start to create where they're getting messages back from their body that like, wow, what, what I'm doing is really in flow and feels really good. It's very different than I'm an eclectic therapist who I will take anyone who pays me, <laughs> you know, like I'm just looking to fill a slot, you know, that's a different experience. So I think it's so, which powerful. is like, if anyone's a somatic therapist, Miranda just wrote your copy right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that works for somatic therapists that works for just trauma therapists Everyone, <laughs> right there. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Miranda is a trauma therapist. Right. And I, I probably initially, right. I couldn't have been that clear, but that was a huge amount of like working through and unpacking the trauma is like when people 
are, have been traumatized, they get disconnected from their body. And then they just see all these symptoms as, you know, irritating as opposed to like, Oh, this is actually like good information. It's kind of the burnout symptoms that a lot of therapists are having right now. They're feeling numb. They're feeling depressed. They're feeling like, I don't want to do therapy anymore. <laughs> I don't want to do private practice. Like, why are my clients pissing me off? You know, why are all these other therapists pissing me off? All of these things that therapists are, are experiencing right now, they're, they're bits of data. And if we take in the data and say, oh, it's giving me information that what I'm doing is not sustainable and something's out of whack. And instead of just trying to run from it, right, just trying to numb out from it, I'm going to, I'll just go on vacation and that'll solve the issue. Like vacations are great. I highly recommend them, but you need a life that you don't need a vacation from. You need a life that's really sustainable. And once we create that, then we can also, then we still get to go on vacation. Right. But we, it's not because we need it, you know, because it's like, I'm going to lose my crap. If I don't go on vacation is because like, yeah, like I like to travel and this is the way that I just, this is the way I do life. And I is period. Yeah. It's vacation for pleasure, not for survival. Yeah. Yeah. Or escape. Yeah. I think the biggest thing too, Miranda, that I've noticed is that if you have a practice that's full of non-ideal clients, you tend to have burnout a lot more because you're working so much harder. But when you actually learn who you're talking to, who is your ideal client, and you get them in front of you, and that's what your practice is full of, you get so much energy from that, you know, and yeah, we do this little dance, right? Because we get so happy. It's just, it brings us joy, and it fulfills us. And I mean, you've seen it, you've seen it over a 1000 times, you've worked with 1000s and 1000s of therapists. I think, to that point, I mean, the help that you have been able even to give me, because I know that you're a therapist, um, has been immensely helpful. And I'm always eternally grateful for all the help that you've given me. And I think that what you and Kelly do, because you're a therapist, you know, what it takes and kind of what the process is from our side. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helps us to discover who we're talking to and how to change things in our lives to get to this like happy place instead of like this, like, Oh my God, I'm so frustrated. I don't <laughs> know what to do. I think this is the, well, Number one, thank you. But I, but I think this is the piece, right? Like, like I taught at the graduate level. I was a clinical supervisor. Kelly's done clinical supervision as well. Like, and we, we are helpers at our core. And it's this place of like, you just see so many examples of people really struggling in this profession because they haven't gotten the support. They haven't gotten good direction. They have been taught by burnout people, they have been um, sometimes taught by really good people. And then they've gone into organizations and places where they've just been, um, oh gosh, disenfranchised, disempowered. It's just really icky. And, you know, that is going to kill our profession right now. We have more people leaving the profession than coming into it. Um, And that's an issue uh, because we actually have more of a need for mental health, um, as our world is expanding and especially post, you know, I don't even know if we could call it post pandemic, but (laughs) in a pandemic world, um, like we need more, we, we need to be attracting more therapists 
um, into this work. Like this work is really powerful and important. So I'm happy to be a part of making sure that our world is better. You know, we're all out there here for you. We need more therapists in private practice right here, right now. There is more mental health need than any of us can possibly um, reach. You are needed, you are necessary, and we are all out here to help you make it happen. Until next time, y'all keep doing great work. I hope you loved today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay, and constantly battling burnout, don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, profitable solo or group practice. Head over to zinnime.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.